Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, I think we're just... Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, what is up, brother? How are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. It's Thursday. I'm in the middle of a heat wave here in California. I'm just trying to survive. <laughs> oh, my God. Who forced you to be in California, brother? Come. Come, uh, come east. Come to Texas. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to escape the heat in Texas, though. <laughs> no, it's better. You won't be surrounded by all the other miseries that California brings you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I, I feel like You're... that's pretty much everywhere, though. There's every yeah. miseries everywhere else. Oh, yeah. You're always welcome to come up to Montana if you're interested. It's nice and cold up here. Guys, I'm going to hit you up on these. I'm going <laughs> to come by. <laughs> yeah. Two weeks, bro. I'm coming down. Uh, what is this, Alex, bro? I'm going to stop on by. I'm going to go to Montana. <laughs> yep, I've got a spare room for you anytime. <laughs> okay, here we go. We're going to build up the N6 uh, Hedera and Starter relationship. There we uh, go. <laughs> uh, we're waiting on a couple more people. Um, we should probably get Virtual Bacon. We'll probably be joining here in a minute. And uh, then we'll get started. I gotcha. NMAs and uh, H. Bargain, thanks for posting up, gentlemen. As always, stalwart defenders of the Hedera starter team. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, it's, it's good to get the, uh, the chain fanatics in there. Uh, from my experience, the early chain fanatics are the ones that get the, the biggest gains. Hopefully. So, uh, yeah, you guys, yeah, H. Bargains, you're going <laughs> to 100x this shit. Quite literally um, in, his, in his name. Yeah, exactly. Okay, um, yeah, let's maybe just get started. Uh, I'm sure Virtual Bacon is going to join along the way. So. Oh, he's right there. Oh, perfect. Good timing. Yeah, we might get a couple more, but this guy is my, my partner in crime usually. Cheers, yeah. Awesome. Um, anyways, so yeah, why don't we start about, um, why don't you guys introduce yourself, and uh, then we'll go into HBAR starter. Or yeah. <laughs> so uh my uh, so my name is Connor. Hello everyone, welcome to Alcoholics Anonymous. Um now um so I've kind of been in the incubation industry niche space uh for quite a while. Um I've worked on and kind of developed and put together and polished and cleaned up forty to fifty projects, uh their protocols or tokenomics, um and all that jazz and kind of making them kind of really uh, try to be uh, cutting-edge kind of innovative pieces of uh, innovative pieces within the space. Um, and so kind of that's lent me quite a bit of experience with just the entire in and out um, or start to finish um, of incubating projects, building projects, and getting teams and people and making, you know, putting all the pieces together to push something out. Um, and so I've been doing this <clears throat> for quite a bunch of change chains from Phantom and Harmony to uh, Cardano and Ethereum and Solana and Avalanche. Um, so a lot of the major guys that are up there on CoinGecko uh, Coin and CoinMarketCap at the moment, I've worked with teams or deployed projects onto those chains. So I kind of have an idea of what everyone else in the industry is doing, and I keep a very kind of finger on the pulse of what the, the overall DeFi and Metaverse um, industry and how they're going. Um, and so with all of that, <clears throat> that's kind of brought me over to Hedera. 
um, because we are kind of at like the uh, the bottom uh, uh, the bottom layer of it, and we're at the ground floor, should I say, um, in terms of the ecosystem? Because right now we're effectively at zero TVL, um, and so I'm looking to use my past and my connections, my experiences. Um, deploying all these really unique and innovative dApps on other chains and then uh, bringing that over to Adair and really making it um, just a solid chain and kind of starting from square one. I feel like it's going to be a great journey. So that's kind of a bit about myself. Alex, do you want to talk about yourself, sir? Yeah, absolutely. Connor, the man with the plan. Thank you, sir. Um, I met Connor a good couple months ago and he kind of just offered me a job on the spot. But uh, I've been in crypto for a good couple of years here. I'm just kind of messing around, going down the rabbit hole, as I feel like everybody does once they eventually discover it. Um, I uh, I have been handling a lot of the marketing things for Hedera Starter, a lot of the front end stuff for for the last couple of months here. Um, I mean, it's it's been really great working with Connor. I mean, he's he's really got the technical mind to kind of put all of this stuff together. Um, so I'm hoping I can use my kind of marketing expertise to really help uh, bring us out into the into the world and bring some more people into the Hedera ecosystem and we're, we're ready to do it, man. Nice. Great. Great. Um, uh, yeah. So I think, I think the best place to start would be, uh, I'm a little bit out of the loop on Hedera. So, uh, let me just ask you guys probably a, uh, easy question. Uh, but what do you guys see in Hedera versus other chains and why are you guys so bullish on building out Hedera? Yeah, so um, Hedera has uh, bent the knee, so to say, and has come to the realization that the EVM is kind of like the industry standard uh, for smart contract architecture. Um, and so our thinking is, so okay, you know, they've committed to using EVM for the new smart contract service, which means that um, Hedera is able to finally uh, be able to kind of interact with the wider world um, and the, I feel as though Hedera's kind of been off to the side. I know we see a lot of, it gets grouped in with a lot of coins like Stellar uh, and Ripple and IOTA and some of these other uh, 2017 holdovers. Um, and I feel like Hedera has one of the best chances to kind of, you know, cross the boundaries and kind of come into the next uh, era of cryptocurrencies and where they're at. Um, so that's kind of the my overall thesis for why Hedera is um, kind of an ideal place to look at uh, for building and why we're very kind of bullish on it in general because it just simply has massive potential um, to get to where other chains are and ideally suppress them in the long run. Nice, nice. Um, and then to, to tag on to that question, um, because we're at the ground level and we're we're uh, or you guys are at the ground level and you're building out Hedera, what are the first like initial projects that you guys would like to see on the layer? I mean, besides the you know the decks and the the lending protocol and the aggregator, what are some other projects that you think would bring a lot of uh, a lot of uniqueness to uh, Hedera and the chain? Yeah, so we have, I'll, I'll speak to this, uh, NFTs is like my initial answer, NFTs and gaming. That's what, something I'm really excited for. I know we have like a very vibrant um, and strong NFT community. We have some guys who have been doing some really fit, just fantastic pieces of art. And I've been talking to, or my team and I have been talking to a lot of different artists, as well as kind of being in the community in general. 
um, and working with them, and effectively partnering with them, and they have a, a, a quite a, a lot of them have great visions. Um, and as we really begin to finalize, or uh, Hedera begins to finalize their EVM, and you know everything that's needed for the EVM to be functional uh, in totality, um, they're finally uh, the NFT guys are finally going to have the tools to kind of bring their dreams to reality. Uh, and so hopefully I'm going to see a lot of, or hopefully we're all going to see a lot of uh, game and GameFi kind of stuff sprouting up from the NFT community, um, and then hopefully that will be able to compete with uh, Solana uh, and some of these other kind of chains that are dominating the GameFi scene. Um, and I know we're already spe- working with the foundation. We've gotten um, uh, or we'll be hopefully getting a uh, kind of initial GameFi project, and that'll be part of the initial cohort of projects that we launch. Um, so we're very excited about that. And that's obviously all addition, all in addition to our current kind of pipeline of DeFi infrastructure, the DEXs, uh, the stable swap stuff, and lending services that we all that we're already kind of working on and getting ready to deploy. Nice, nice. It's good to see. Um... Okay, I, th- I think this is kind of uh, sort of a similar question, but um, and probably not the, the the question for you guys to answer. But what? Uh, how do you guys see? Because um, I, I, with a lot of these new ecosystems, because this is kind of where I have a little bit of a background myself, is I'm yeah. in these new ecosystems a lot. How yeah. do you guys see HBAR stealing, uh, bootstrapping its ecosystem for liquidity? Uh, do you see them possibly having like ecosystem grants, or are they going to go more of like an avalanche route with like liquidity mining, or is mm-hmm. it going to be, uh, yeah, are they going to try to just let it grow naturally? Yeah, so they've already kind of taken an active stance on that. They've put up multiple different funds: a metaverse fund, a DeFi fund. Um, they have some ESG kind of environmental funds. Um, so they're they're already throwing around money. I know like the D5 fund is 150 million. They have the developer grant fund, which is like a 500 million dollar fund. So they have they are positioning money and having that in place. Um, but I feel like it's going to come down to us, um, Hedera starter specifically, because we're rapidly kind of becoming like a pivotal um, player within the space. And as we begin to deploy these DAFs. Um, we're already kind of working with the foundation itself and Hedera uh, to kind of get funding uh, sent towards these guys to work out liquidity deals, kind of like Avalanche has done with their big liquidity, their Avalanche rush. Um, and so we're working on getting that. So it's kind of like a two-prong approach of Hedera is providing, the entities around Hedera are providing grants, and then they're also open to pursuing um, liquidity mining, liquidity incentive type stuff. And so we're trying to kind of pull as many strings as possible um, to get the resources that the projects that we're incubating um, need because uh, if we're able to get all of that, then it's going to be a really, it's just a great synergism between everyone um, and that'll put us on the right foot to kind of continue forward on our quest to become, uh, our quest for TVL. Yeah, great, great. Um, Do you think we can... uh... Uh, do you think you guys could talk a little bit more on Hedera's EVM? Uh, so, like, I because I'm a little bit out of the loop on it. So, oh, Bacon, did you want to jump in? Yeah, I, I, I think um, so. There's so many EVMs, right? And recently, we we've seen like Hedera 
kind of uh, announce, um, I think the total was like over $2 billion for all the funds and all the initiatives that the foundation's um, looking to, to in- I thought endorse. it was $250 million. Or, yeah, we saw like very different, like there were multiple, right? And and I'm not sure what the total number is, is like. Um, but I mean, like historically before um, they had this EVM, um, our impression was that Hedera was very like enterprise focused with their hash graph and, and they had a lot of um, traction in kind of the North American English speaking audience. Um, retails really like it. Uh, there's a certain group of people. So I wonder like what, with the CVM now we can actually have applications. What are some of the things that um, Hedera Foundation and you guys would like to see um, specifically built on um, Hedera that's um, best fit for its technology or its audience? Um, yeah, so I think, I think unique vertical wise. Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, specifically for the the EVM question that you initially proposed, that was the uh, Hyperledger Bezu EVM, um, and so they're basically just looking at maintaining parity with Ethereum, aside from the whole fee market um, nonsense, because you don't really need that uh, with the way that the hash graph uh, consensus mechanism is structured. Um, so that'll hopefully answer your first question. And then in terms of kind of unique um, DApps, um, we are already looking at. Um, and like you said, so Hedera has spent a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of energy and manpower resources focused on enterprise-grade um, solutions uh, and working with kind of cultivating relationships with all those big guys, T-Mobile, Boeing, and the like. And um, so now that they have those, and then they're now kind of turning a, a bit of their focus over to the mom-and-pop shops, so to say, um, we are trying to see the cross, uh, what's the best word for it? The crossover would be for some of these projects that we're putting together um, and that are launching and um, what uh, connections we can pull into or relationships that we can construct with some of these enterprise-grade businesses. Because, you know, for example, if we have a Herdera uh, on the Governance Council has a, quite a few banks and kind of, you know, uh, traditional finance people, um, and so now that as we're beginning to, you know, deploy DEXs and lending services and all these different, um, you know, DeFi applications, the next kind of step is to begin saying, okay, you know, how can we, you know, potentially incorporate these or begin to build relationships with these traditional finance uh, institutions so that the products and services that are being offered currently in DeFi can actually begin to materialize. Um, into the world because, I mean, our, you know, the relationships are already there as we're already interacting with Hedera and the Hedera Foundation getting grants and funding and all that. Um, and so it doesn't seem like too big of a, of a of an ask to begin saying, okay, now that we have connections and we have a relationship uh, with Hedera, can we get, you know, the next step of a relationship with these enterprise-grade uh, grade businesses? That's going to be a significantly, you know, tall task um, in my opinion, but it's more open um, than it is on other chains. Um, and so that's kind of really what I'm looking forward to is seeing the materialization of DeFi uh, into kind of the real the real world with these traditional finance um, partnerships that Hedera has. So does that answer your question, sir? No, yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's <clears throat> like we don't have that 
much insight into that, but um, it's definitely there, there's so much more capital and and you know audience to be tapped into, and I think just because it hasn't been done yet doesn't mean that you know there's you, these these enterprises can't deploy into a farm like that's technically speaking it's quite easy it's it's really about the relationships and i think there is pretty pretty prime for that they've they've really have this reputation and and uh, brand built up already so um hope that can happen eventually and and smoothly so um yeah definitely and just just to add on really quick to what connor was saying the really the really cool thing about hedera in my opinion is that it's it's primed so that there's there's a lot of opportunity for people who maybe don't have as much money to uh, de- to deploy something to create something just because you know the 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 fees are going to be so low, um, which means I feel like we're going to start seeing a little bit of everything. Um, we're going to really have a uniqueness in Hedera just because of that because those fees are going to be so low. It's going to give a lot of people a huge opportunity to kind of just create anything. Um, I think as far as what I would personally like to see and and what the kind of baseline of Hedera could be, I think we're going to see a lot of gaming type projects coming out. Um, but of course, you know, that's, that's just a guess and, and maybe a small hope for me personally. Is this because um, the transaction fees are negligible, basically? I, I would say that's a big part of it. Um, mm-hmm. it, it allows. I mean, honestly, I'm I'm not uh, huge as far as the technical understanding goes. I think I think Connor could speak to that a little bit better than I could. Um, but I, I just think that the the low fees specifically will will allow a lot of people to just engage with the space once people kind of understand that that is um kind of understand what hedera is and that that is a big part of hedera itself if that makes sense yeah i mean it's definitely um a pretty natural way in when you have a, a chain that's um very functional and and uh when it comes to fees, like a lot of these activities, how people interact with the game and your design space is limited, even if, um, you know, your, your transactions are 10 cents, 50 cents, it still eats into a little bit if you're doing a lot of transactions. So, um, yeah, I haven't personally tried the, their EVM yet, but looking forward to just try some of these things out and see if it's, um, yeah super friendly or not okay so yeah, did, I, did you want to <laughs> yeah sorry my, my mic was yeah. weird do you want to add on to that yeah uh i i was gonna switch uh switch it a bit so if you wanted to add on to it go ahead Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, um, we've been talking with the starter team for a while as well. And I think, um, less so about, you know, chain versus chain, but how, you know, the Cadera foundation is structuring, um, Hedera starter and that relationship and the grants and stuff. I think it's cool. It's definitely reminds me of the close relationship that Ava labs has with, um, Avalanche. Um, so I think we can maybe go into that a bit. Um, I th- it's and it, it's a good kind of example for how ecosystem can 
um, really help their DAP layer, solution layer grow. Um, so yeah, it, it, Alice, Connor, do you want to like cover how um, the grants are being issued and how you guys are an integral part of that? Yeah, so we're already kind of uh, working to kind of insert ourselves into the overall pipeline for projects that are kind of getting grants um, because uh, we just have so much kind of experience with seeing um, obviously projects that are valid um, and do have utility and or can you know can be uh, enough work can be applied to them to make them kind of a really good product and have find a good product market fit as well as projects that are a bit more malicious uh, with their intentions um, and kind of helping sort out projects and teams that may not actually um, be real or exist or have an actual product. Um, and so for us, kind of what, what the relationship is looking like is, you know, we're going to have, uh, hopefully we're in the end stages now of the grant application itself. Uh, so we'll be hopefully getting uh, a, uh, just a, a nice sum of money from the foundation. But the importance is basically we'll be, we'll be gaining access to um, much more rapid grants and fund deployment um, because there's only so many people at the foundation that can review projects and um, they don't necessarily have the uh, skills nor experience to kind of provide the necessary due diligence. Um, and so we have quite a large team and then all of the experience uh, necessary to kind of sift through, um, which makes us a valuable asset, at least for the foundation and Hedera, because um, they can kind of come to us with projects that they find and we can come to projects that we kind of source and find um, and say, hey, you know, we've done, we've gone through and done the due diligence to find what is legit, what can be worked on to kind of improve and really make a, a solid project. Um, you know, we think these guys would be, you know, great people for a grant kind of expedite the process uh, and get the developers and the teams the funds they need. And then for the foundation, you know, coming to us and, you know, asking for our own opinion and what we can do to help out some of the projects that are approaching them. Um, because, you know, at the, you know, that is an issue if you're waving around saying, you know, you've got X amount of millions of dollars or uh, billions of dollars in funds that are open for projects, you know, there's going to be quite a few that come through that uh, may not have the best intentions in mind. Um, and then kind of with that, uh, and that's, that also involves kind of our own marketing efforts as well because our whole goal now is, you know, beginning to attract that outside audiences. And so that's getting, you know, all the marketing kind of synced up. Um, and so we really have contacts spanning all of the foundation for Hedera, uh, Hedera LLC, and Swirls Labs as well, which are the kind of the three main entities um, for Hedera. <laughs> and so... Um, we're really, uh, we're always kind of focused on strengthening our bonds and, and ensuring we have like a, as close a connection as possible to everyone within uh, uh, all those entities. Yeah, I think honestly that's that's the way to go. Not even just for your project, but for every ecosystem out there. There's there's so many layer ones, but very few of them can actually say, "Oh, we have this very close." relationship with um you know our decks or our launchpad and whatever you guys whatever you know all the builders know them and then we all kind of sit down together and and support the kind of projects and review them so that there's a diligence process but also the entire ecosystem is involved so 
definitely mm-hmm. um yeah that i uh, really kudos to you guys for for uh leading that effort yeah um, it's a very important piece just because you know when you when you're dealing with an ecosystem that's very small or doesn't technically have any dApps um you know being in such a close relationship is just super important and that's in terms of development with these projects with these incubations um and so i'm just thankful that the foundation has been very open to us uh and that we do have this kind of great avenue going on between us so awesome okay um so like branch back into like uh hedera so we've seen like a lot of um NFT struggle on on other chains to 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 really capture market share versus like uh, Ethereum NFTs. Uh, I think that's a little bit different when it comes to utility NFTs, like gaming NFTs. But um, do you guys have any um, like intentions? <laughs> yeah, do you guys have any intentions to uh, to seek like game fi- or, or, or let me take that back uh, NFT five projects or DAOs in order to help support your the gaming vision? Yeah, so we've been doing this fun little like NFT giveaway. We'll do it, you know, uh, we'll we'll do it every single week. It'll span the majority of the week, uh, and so that's just us going out in the community, finding NFT projects and artists that we like, or you know, then coming to us and us working with them. And so we'll do a little bit of a cross uh, collaboration. Um, and so a lot, you know, quite a few of these guys have some really interesting ideas for their own metaverse projects. Um, you know, different kind of NFT um, art, uh, art DAOs and various different things that they're looking at doing. Um, and so as we kind of get closer and closer to the EVM being prepared to kind of handle the necessary smart contracts and the, all the technicalities and underlying things that are going to make DAOs possible uh, and all these additional cool smart contract interactions, um, all these guys' ideas become closer to reality. Uh, and so now that we've already like been working with a lot of these people for quite some time, um, it's easy for us to kind of already begin putting them into the pipeline for our own incubation and getting those guys on track to be able to launch their own projects and like, kind of launch their tokens uh, and launch these DAOs and all these, um, and, you know, enable the vision that all of them have had for, you know, quite a while. Um, so hopefully that, does that answer your question? Alex, if you want, you can maybe step in and speak to this as well. Uh, yeah, so I think my question is more about, like, gaming. Uh, so, like, what applications do you want to build around gaming? So, like, NFT FI, so, like, uh, NFT lending, uh, or, like, uh, and then the other end of this question is going to be, like, guilds. So, like, what, how do you guys see, like, bootstrapping? So, similar to, like, games, like, you kind of have to bootstrap the users into the games. So, like, how do you guys see, um, like, what applications do you guys see, uh, and and guilds do you guys see coming on to Hedera that's going to help uh, with gaming? We're already seeing, like, there's already, like, a massive community demand, I know, for NFT lending um, and, you know, different abstractions you can do around NFTs. Um, and so for us, it's just kind of putting the pieces together to get a project that's able to do that because there's already that massive community demand um, that is looking for uh, solutions for that. Um, and in terms of guilds and gaming, um, that's more of an interesting question for us. We have a few, there's a few major projects that are already looking at doing um, 
things uh, in that realm, uh, and they do have substantial kind of communities within the Hedera community, but I feel like that's probably going to be a function of, you know, having the project uh, exist in the first place, these games actually come out, and then as we kind of work with uh, our bridge partners and everyone that's able to kind of facilitate an audience coming over to Hedera, um, that'll kind of be the follow-on. So I think initially it's going to be a bit of a struggle, uh, just being honest. Um, we'll have to have people kind of launching their games and things like that. Um, and then as we kind of really build out the ecosystem that's necessary, the infrastructure, the bridges and all that, um, to get audiences from outside chains to come on, then that audience will follow. And then from there we'll, we'll, we'll be able to actual, or be able to see actual growth. Okay, great. Yeah, I think so far, like it's pretty much for across all chains. Um, there are, you know, the super on chain kind of semi farming games, and then there are like games that are doing game first, um, token later, and then so far, it's as far as I can tell, it's it's across EVM, it's pretty much. ETH is the, you know, super secure if you want to create a collection and then others are just pretty much treated the same way. So I wonder if um, Hedera or even any other EVM like will be coming up with unique um, aspects that, that are unique to the chain's design um, that could be applied to games. But um, I think that's that's kind of what would be exciting for us um so far it hasn't been much it's more like culture and the support you can get from ecosystems um but yeah um definitely looking forward to what hadera can bring uh in like specific tech as well uh okay yeah just my comment there uh any other questions i'm pretty much out uh i mean have you guys um uh aside from like gaming and and this evm i've heard there's um like a native asset uh capability on hedera even without the evm contracts um like do you have like a summary of that and how that's like useful yeah so you have the uh, hedera token service which was kind of like one of the first steps towards that um, and so that allows for basically um, all the NFT minting and, and all that, and it brings it uh, closer to to the EVM. Um, and so where the EVM plays into uh, is kind of bridging the gap because you have the Hedera, the Hedera token service, which provides like native functionality, some really cool things um, in terms of you know the general just like the way that they set transaction fees to um, um, super sorry, extremely low, the way that you can do different minting options, there's cool secure trading that you can do with minting, with NFTs as well. Um, so there's some cool, quirky, peculiar, uh, peculiar things that are inherent to the Ethereum token service. Um, and then with the EVM, they're bringing over the ERC-20. And so the big thing is just deconflicting those two because um, at the end of the day, everything is going to resolve to Hedera's base layer. Um, and so, you know, there's... You can do certain things right now um, to try to work around the lack of smart contracts uh, and the lack of full EVM support with the Hedera token service. Um, 
and it's very kind of cool, but it's not uh, kind of what is needed for full kind of DAP functionality. Um, and so you can kind of play around the ecosystem. You can, you know, associate tokens and, um, you know, mint NFTs and things like that. Um, but there's still there's still a bit of ways off uh, from having the full support for the smart contracts and then the full kind of ERC-20 recognition um, that we're going to, you know, hope to see um, to kind of actually kickstart the whole uh, DAP ecosystem development on Hedera. Gotcha. Okay. I've, I think I've heard, like, from our initial discussion offline, um, the Hedera, like, native token, the token service can be, um, like, there's, eventually there will be a, you know, the result, the conflict will be resolved where the, these tokens can flow into the EVM. And then, exactly, yeah. Yeah, and then the, the initial, the dedicated token service were more enterprise-focused, and so this could be a step to um, allow kind of events um, composability on for like these enterprise tokenized assets. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I'm just trying to recall. You know what were the initial um, um, notes that I took, but uh, yeah, and that was my understanding with like HTS, the Hedera token service, in a wider context. Mm -hmm. Is you know they have. Um, you know, they've been working for so long with these enterprises, they've, you know, not to throw <clears throat> any shade against them, but they kind of lost, uh, or they didn't really see what was going on with all these EVM chains and how, you know, popular they were getting and how much money and institutions were flowing onto them. Um, and so now they've kind of um, realized that, hey, you know, we, you know, we need to get this EVM working. And so, um, you know, that's all going to be, very nice to see hopefully in due time and then all the conflicts are going to be resolved with that so awesome yeah i think it's yeah the i mean it's their evm so the fact that um they have two services obviously it, it won't be um you know a conflict it, it, it's definitely the right direction i think uh unlocking composability for these more native and and um enterprise related assets i look forward to see how that will look like um cool so luke do, you, do we have um more questions on hedera or maybe related questions across evms um yeah i don't think i have much okay. uh, off the top of my head if yeah if i do then then we can maybe circle back in in the end no um, yeah Anyway, should we move on? You to, guys want to go into there? alphas? Yeah. yeah, let's do some alpha. Let's uh, get everyone's thoughts on alpha. <laughs> uh, I thought you guys had. Uh, do you have any alpha bacon? I know I'm the one that usually leads it, but I, it sounds like I, you have something. Give, give me a, in this market. Do, yeah, like I would love to know what the alphas are. In he, this I feel like he can't say it. <laughs> Look, he's uh, like. Uh, I'm it's trying a to farm. see what I'm bullish on. Bullish on like uh, no, it's not farm. It's um, uh, NFT related. It, it, we've talked about it a little bit, like NFT lending, um, NFT uh, fractionization um, in the NFTX way. I've been I've been um, looking into it a lot. Um, it is a farm, but it's like um, on NFTX. So basically. FTX was the first guy to 
first platform to um, fractionalize like punks and apes um, into these pool tokens. And then it's on SushiSwap, you can trade the, basically the floor price. Um, and recently we've seen like a lot of teams trying to build like NFT floor perpetuals or different ways to speculate on the floor price um, of like a bake or punk. And their reason is, oh, there's no easy way to do it. You either have to have 200K to buy a punk or you don't and you don't have exposure. But I, I checked, There's, you can do it through NFTX and it's been um, pretty liquid for the past uh, almost a year now. It's There's like 20 million liquidity there. So you can drop like a million dollars to speculate on punk or $10,000 to speculate on punk. It'll be the same thing. Uh, and it's but twenty million is still pretty low, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's like a step. The grand scheme of crypto. It's it, um, okay, okay. So it's like a, as an as an early kind of like a product level. You're saying there's like a decent yeah. amount of liquidity, but I mean, like usually, like you know, like a lot of these whales, that's like to, twenty million is like like their first wallet, right? Yeah. So the point being, you know, like they're trying to go the perpetual way. And, and so that's a way harder question of pricing NFTs, even like punks uh, accurately, because it has to be, you know, Oracle based and you have to track all kinds of metrics. And but also, I feel like it's like it kind of um, I, I don't know, like we've been seeing a lot of these pitches um as well like uh, new new like nft lending place coming out and basically i think the biggest issue i don't know if it's the biggest issue but i guess it it does leave out maybe half of the nft kind of like um from that category because i don't think there's a way to accurately price if if at all um all the rare NFTs. It's usually yeah. like, you know, it's usually a floor. It's all, and, it's all floors, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know how many people would be, you know, super excited to, because it's a risk. Like, I was thinking about this when I was listening to one of the pitches, because like, okay, like if I have a non-floor NFT, which I consider maybe like 50% of the NFTs are, right? like non-floor yeah or is it like 90 percent of nfts depends on the collection 50 is pretty pretty standard yeah 50 is yeah. pretty standard right so you're already like eliminating like 50 percent of that population but also it's like it's a big risk if i am not one of those floor nfts and i want to you know like lend my nft with the risk of potentially not Paying the um, interest back, uh, sorry, uh, uh, collateral back, then it's like I, you know, like I'm in the, I'm in the risk of like losing my asset at a discounted price because it wasn't even fair to, fairly priced to begin with. Plus, it's gonna be sold at a discount, so there's a double loss there, right? Yeah. So. I see that as a barrier um, for a lot of the NFT because it's like, 
I don't know. It's like a double-sided market marketplace, you know. And those are always like really tricky to solve. It's like you need to consider people that are lending the NFT, and there's like some of the risks there, and you know, a couple of things there. Um, I guess like yeah, people that are sorry, people that are borrowing against their own NFT, and then people that are, I guess like. Putting collateral, uh, that one isn't as a problem because you can get just the DeFi crowd to like start providing liquidity. But yeah, like the borrower side um, that you know like give their NFT. I feel like that's uh, that's biggest uh, roadblock. Yeah, it's there's 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 a lot of money to be unlocked um, in like. Once NFTs can be accurately priced, you can do perpetuals. You can, you know, borrow against them. There, there's a lot and a lot of TVL, a yeah. lot of new tokens can spin up. But it's just not nobody's able to do it, um, yeah, convincingly yet. And um, I think, yeah. So what's like what's like missing? So I uh, like the you pretty much nailed it. It's um. Uh, so that's that's like that's what's missing, right? Yeah. So like, look at the twenty yeah. million on um, NFTX. It's all floor punks, and it's like very undesirable, ugly looking ones. Um, and people were right, to... right. So they before they did have um, a higher tier pools, like a zombie yeah. pool, and then like uh, you know five trade rare pool. Those had even yeah. less liquidity. So it doesn't even work. Right. So it's yeah. like it's like that problem as well. Like once yeah. you are able to accurately price them, you know, because they go on a different pool, now you have to build out a separate TVL for that, which is also a nightmare, right? Yeah. Like it's like there's no way of like, you know, like having all of them in the same pool priced differently. Um, so you can keep or it open-ended and price. people just yeah. kind of arbit. Um, you, if you treat it all as floor, I think for the sake of speculating it, um, as like, a you know, 20 million liquidity punk pool, it works. Like there are some people that deposit relatively rare punks and then someone else will like, oh, we'll buy it up. Uh, buy the token, redeem it, sell it on the market. It, it's that, that happens. It's similar to how trading works, but um, for it to for all collections to be fully unlocked and you know composable, etc. Accurate pricing, like a lot of teams are trying to solve this, and there hasn't been much progress as far as i know like jpeg they what about what about um nftx uh, liquidation engine so how they don't liquidate so so they don't they don't make it borrow lending right it's very it's very transparent like if the 20 million is all actually um 10 million dollars 10 million dollars worth of punks deposited in the pool 10 million dollars oh. in ETH. so you you trust that it's 100 percent there um Oh, okay. Okay, so I'm. Why am I so confused about this? Okay, so oh, no, wait, wait, wait. So, yeah, so like, 
I'm borrowing against my NFT, right? No, no, on there, you're just, um, you're basically buying punk, like a fractionalized punk, but it's liquid enough so you can buy like very little or a lot. Uh, and then you can do DeFi stuff with the token. Oh, it's a fractionalized punk. Yeah. Wait, so I lose my punk. Uh, yes. Like if I deposit also... my punk there. Yeah. So that's why it's all oh. fours. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, if you own one whole token, yeah, if you own one whole token, you can re you can redeem any of the punks in there. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Okay. Got it. Okay. Uh. Okay. 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 That's the model. Okay. So it it doesn't this this like there there's no discrimination between like which NFT. No. Wow, so that could be a really good arbitrage. If yeah, someone like it's... randomly deposits like, yeah. you know, some like one of the more valuable punks, maybe like a punk with a cigarette or something. Yeah. And oh okay, okay. So the, the alpha yeah, there is like, yeah, like yeah. there is actually a lot of arbitrage happening and the platform charges like a I think like four to seven percent fee. I think there's like four percent mm. for redeem, ten percent, ten percent for deposit. Mm. And mm. people are still arbitrary. But I mean, and uh, you can find yeah, that like for... I feel like it's not a sustainable model because it's like everyone kind of like knows if you're into NFTs, like you what you're, you know, what you're. I guess like NFTs worth. So it's like, like if I own an NFT, if I own a punk right now, that's a little more valuable. It's gonna be very hard for me to deposit into that pool. Yeah, no, you you wouldn't. And I, I wouldn't. I, I, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm talking about a model where it's like. Maybe yeah, this is like a like another interesting model, but yeah, like you 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 use it as like a loan, like basically like yeah. it's an actual NFT loan. Um, and it's maybe it's like an interesting take, like taking a token, and you know, it's like a, you can if you have a token, you can you know like choose one from the community chest kind of thing. That's an interesting model, but yeah, I'm talking about like where you know collateral is a collateral it's not yeah. like you know if i put my house as a collateral like i could i get to choose from like you know this community of different houses in like manhattan it's more like it's my house that i'm putting up for collateral and if i lose it then i lose my house yeah yeah so in that yeah, part, so yeah, those models yeah like jpeg is i think they're they just launched, I, I believe, this uh, platform. Um, so basically, like everyone doing this knows you can't really price the NFTs accurately, not even punks or bigs. Um, right. So JPEGs is, uh, it's doing exactly what you described. They, they let people deposit punks as collateral, borrow a stable coin. Yeah. Against yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they are doing all manual liquidations. Um, are they are they uh, self repaying as well, JPEGs? 
No, the NFTs they don't have okay, the okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Got it. Yeah. Um, but uh, well, yeah, I mean, I think if anything is usable, like it should be this one first because they're literally doing manual liquidations. They're kind of the guinea pig mm. going out there, seeing like, oh, are people going to flash loan attack us? Because I feel like, yeah, like, yeah, like if you make it easy enough. Um, yeah, I guess I don't know, like the, 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 like the, because the NFT did bring a, you know, like a very different crowd. There's a lot of people, a lot of crypto world. NFTs. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like, but it's like, it's all at the same time, like borrowing against something is a very, like, um, it's like a very finance bro thing to do. I feel like. <laughs> Like, I, I don't know, like, yeah, like, I personally, you know, don't borrow that much. Yeah. Um, and, like, I've been on in finance for God knows how long, right? Um, so, but, I mean, like, even I become very, very um, skeptical about, you know, borrowing. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I think that's why, yeah, like, I feel like if, if there's a way there where they can, like, Make it look like a, I mean, don't quote me on this, make it look like a free money while there's a positive <laughs> NFT. But also, also at the same time, like understanding the risks, like that they might lose, you know, the NFT itself if you don't pay that. They can do it like that. I feel like there's going to be a ton of people, retail, that, that are like new NFT money that can just like blindly come in and like, you know, really grow this space. Because yeah. one of the biggest thing I think is like the token guys are not really going into the NFTs. Like the guys that are, I don't know, like from what I've seen or my circle, like the guys, guys that are doing, um, you know, like, you know, UST, like anchor 20% yields or, you know, like borrowing on, you know, like depositing on, you know, um, curve and then, you know, like, you know, like even like using dyes and, you know, like doing things with dyes and, you know, um, borrowing and lending and depositing to like get like leverage on your yields and things like that. Those guys aren't really doing NFTs. Because they're just doing, you know, like they're, they're just doing like those like leverage DeFi or leverage um, borrowing or lending. So I feel like that those two crowds are very disconnected right now. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of money in NFTs. I, I would argue way more. There's a lot of money, yeah. Tokens right now. Because the tokens are mm-hmm. off down a lot, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, like, if you can offer, like, a mobile experience, like on Coinbase, you can deposit your USD into Compound, get, like, 1%, right? If you offer mm-hmm. same platform, you know, Put one dollar into punk or bake, like that can be that like a billion dollars will flow in in a week. Um, but um, it's not possible right now. It's uh, so yeah. I wonder how that would be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I 
I could care less about NFTs. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think going back to the lending, uh, NFT lending is not going to get solved until there's a cool game on it. Uh, who wants to lend out a profile picture and, you know, who no, wants I mean, to... Uh, there, there's two sides, right? There's NFT lending and then there's NFT uh, as collateral. It's very different, right? Okay, Nobody's yeah, really yeah. doing yeah. NFT lending right now. The way you described, where the NFT can generate yield for themselves. Yeah, that's um, what I'm most bullish on. So video yeah. games, I think, yeah, out, me too. Because it's like that's like because like okay, like here's the disconnect, right? I feel like the disconnect here is NFT. So like the two things that you guys mentioned, like NFT as like a lending, um, inherently just gets rid of that second step of like you having to do something i feel like that's what that's that's like uh you know like what finance and like everyone does really well and that's where like money starts going in right like you have one step to do something you deposit and you get money you deposit and you get yield right but right now like like all these like nft borrowing which is like this like primarily what's going on with the NFT kind of like lending or borrowing space is that, yeah, like you deposit and then you get that money back in, let's say ETH or mostly likely like stables. And then now you got to figure out what to do with that stable, right? You're not a, like a finance expert. Like you don't, like most people like are not going to know where to deposit that money. Right. So there's like less need for them to deposit that. But yeah, I feel like if NFTs can be deposited as like lending and then you just like start earning, you know, yield in USDT or USDC, I feel like that could be really attractive, if, especially if it's like a, you know, yield of like 20 upwards of, uh, you know, 20% or 10%, you know, 15, 20%. Yeah. I, that's yeah, that's what I'm re- like. I'm really bullish on kind of what you just described because I think yeah. gaming, like um, Axie, is still doing like I think it's with a fifty percent manager cut, it's still doing like eighty percent or like a hundred, a little bit over a hundred percent APY a year. So um, yeah, I, I think that cool. they're. Yeah. yeah, even though that it's a dead game that you know people say isn't fun, like there's still a lot of. Uh, demand there um right right yeah yeah that's Um, that's super cool anyways let's maybe go into our narratives uh because we have like 10 minutes left and we spent (laughs) yeah Um, yeah sorry yeah i'm thinking about a lot of this yeah yeah Yeah, let's do a lightning lightning round yeah just uh, i'll just skip to the biggest amount uh the biggest alpha i think um i think there's two one of them I don't really understand, and I'll start with that. It's Balancer Wars. Uh, Balancer's popped off quite a bit. Um, I've seen a couple people talk about it, but it was practically the last 15 minutes before this call, and I had to jump off, uh, so I don't know too much about is it. Is that the Asto that people have been talking about, or is that not it? No, that's Balancer okay. is the... It was like one of the first DEXs back in the day. They were like the only DEX to get hacked. That's how I remember the balancer. Um, and so have, there's... Go ahead. Have they come out with the uh, the V3? I've been trying to pay attention, but I'm just so scatterbrained nowadays. 
because um, I know that was the big thing everyone was hyping up the full like release of V three. Is that like happening? Happened? Okay, so that might be that might be the information that I'm missing right there. Um, I don't know anything about what why balancers popping off. I've just heard the balancer wars get thrown around a little bit. So I bet it has to do with V three. Okay, yeah, because they were stuck on 2.1 for the longest while, and 2.1 was pretty cool, um, but it was just, I mean, it literally was just like a stepping stone um, to what V3 and what they've been promising, um, but I've just been super busy as of late, and I haven't been really able to focus on that. I just knew it was like something to pay attention to, um, yeah. and if they were able to get V3 up and running as it supposedly was going to work according to the docs. Um, then I was anticipating a, a similar kind of, you know, war effect where people are going to be fighting over uh, battle tokens. Okay, so do you, do you know much more about, like, uh, what's in V3 and, like, why people are fighting over the tokens? Um, fuck, oh, God, that was, that was like a month ago. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God, I'm, I'm so it's terrible. Um, give me a second. Uh, I think it was because uh, you're, it was going to be some sort of system, and this may, I may be completely wrong, um, but it was, you know, you're able to just basically go from, like, asset A to asset, uh, you know, Z, um, with really anything, uh, and the ba and balancer was just going to be that main intermediary, uh, token, and I, um, so you wouldn't really have to kind of, um, worry about whatever assets or LP tokens you were depositing, because balancer was kind of, or that token was going to be the, um, uh, the 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 thing to kind of smooth everything over, which is maybe why you're seeing that balancer war effect uh, potentially. But like I said, that may be wrong. I'm just like off. I'm just shotgunning it from the hip. Okay, yeah, I think this is probably going to be the the first thing I do right after this call. Is uh, yeah, try to figure out what what's going on here. Um, yeah, they have a VE bow, right? Like a roll up similar to Curve, and then there's like this thing called Aura Finance launched with a Butterfly like Redacted DAO is helping them to oh, I guess yeah. that's like a yeah. similar to a Curve on top of VE Bow. Um, yeah, there you go. So VE Bow. So you get your Locked Balancer um, and then Butterfly becoming like the VE Vault for everyone. Oh, Okay. Because, um, yeah, because I know, God, that's what it was. So so Butterfly was looking to um, walk over into the VE wars because then you have VE Frax and all of that, the obviously VE Curve. Um, and then they were getting, in, potentially getting into like liquidity fights with uh, Votify or whatever the, the, the Curve Votium? voting protocol was called. Yeah. Votium, there you go. Um, so I think that's kind of what's coming into, into uh, fruition right now. Yeah, and it's like a liquidity pool. It's not just balancer token. It's balancer ETH LP token that you lock up for a year to get the Volop, uh, Vol escrow version. Uh, and then I'm looking at what it gives you. It gives you protocol revenue distribution, uh, VE bow holders. So I guess trading fees. That's pretty cool. Uh, Seventy-five percent of all balancer fees go to VE bow holders. Um. Yeah. Okay. That's that's kind of cool. There's it's crazy because they're like reviving, reviving kind of a, an industry stalwart. 
because it was kind of really falling by the wayside. Yeah, let's let's do more research into this. I'm kind of interested. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually yeah. I'm pretty much going to do this. Is the first thing I do after this call, for the most part. Um, yeah, we'll probably feature it in like the bullets. Uh, yeah, six bullets. Yeah. So yeah, if you don't know much about it and just want to TLDR, then then check tomorrow's bullets. Um. Okay, so let's maybe just move away from that uh, for now. Uh, the other big bit of news today was Near and USN. Uh, Near has intentions to to release a stablecoin similar to Luna's that's backed <laughs> by Near. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 gonna be another one of these trends. Yeah, like Harmony's gonna do it. I'm sure Avax is gonna do it. Yeah, so, do it. I think I talked about this a while ago. I, I don't think I ever talked about it in one of the calls, but I thought this was going to be a narrative a while ago. And it's, if Near picks this up, and if this does become a narrative, then I would say one protocol to look to is uh, Ichi. Uh, Ichi is a liquidity management service where they let a protocol, like they partner with ship with pro, they partner with protocols, and then they. Um, let protocols uh, make their own community stablecoin, and so like they'll uh, they'll have you mint like ninety five percent USDC and five percent Uni, and so you have like a, a Uni backed you know five percent Uni backed uh, stablecoin. So this could pop off, and then with their liquidity management uh, services, uh, if you look at the chart, Ichi has hasn't had too many pullbacks. Uh, and this is because they place a lot of the liquidity on Uniswap V3. They place the liquidity right under the price. So there's like a lot of liquidity to sell into. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still, a little, still a little bit skeptical on the project because it, it has, you know, really attractive price action. But if you look at Dune Analytics, it doesn't have much growth. So I think the farming might outweigh the price action uh, eventually. But if this does become a narrative, then I would say Ichi is probably one of the tokens to watch. Uh, and then I've I've also seen that it's been talked about. So a like Ichi bit, is a platform that allows you to use any like ERC twenty token to create like a not yet semi backed stablecoin. Not yet. So if uh, so, like basically everyone gets have, Ichi, though, right? That's the that's Into the token that you pool? farm. So Ichi is the farming token. That's why I'm saying you, yeah, you got to watch the, the emissions versus how many people. Wait, what do you mean, like a community-backed stable? So I'm 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 confused on where the stable part is. Okay, so they they um they partner with other protocols. So like some of them, I think, are like Badger. Uh, one of them I know for sure is like Mile Per Hour M uh, yeah. MPH eighty-eight and stuff like yeah. that. Uh. And so what they do is they the community they partnership with these other protocols, and then they um, just similar how you have you know a burn mint mechanism like you what you do have on like Luna, you put in your uh, USDC and ninety five percent or ninety to ninety five percent USDC, and then you also put in the the governance token of the protocol. So like on mile per hour, it's like ninety percent backed by USDC. Um, on their flagship uh, Uniswap, 
uh, stablecoin, it's 95% backed by USDC. And then it's only 5% backed by uni. So it doesn't have the same... Uh, it's not nearly the same as Luna, as it is backed by USDC. But um, it there is oh, some... Okay. Yeah, it, so basically whatever liquidity that people deposit, they kind of like top that off a little bit and then use that as um, uh, like a peg use that as like a collateral to peg the their, their like flagship uh, uh, stable token well they're they're, they're uh, see like their flagship stable token is just pegged by it's it's pegged to the dollar and it's backed by 95% USDC and then 5% Uniswap and can you this, are are they getting that USDC from community? Yeah. Um that's probably how it works, right? Yes, yes, my bad. Yeah. So when you mint uh you know a stable coin, so like if I were to mint one uni, which is their their stable coin, Uniswaps, yeah. um I would take uh if I were to mint ten thousand dollars worth. I would take $9,500 USDC and then $500 Uniswap. And then uh, I would get $10,000 worth of one Uniswap. Okay, so I can't use just any token, right? I have to no. use Uni and USDC. So it's the tokens that they partner with, the protocols that they partner with. And they have a pretty decent... They have like the really like crypto Twitter like native uh, projects. So like they have... Let me pull up their website. But they have like MPH88, um, Badger, um, and a couple other like crypto Twitter, like native protocols, I feel like. I yeah. feel like this experiment has been done before, no? <laughs> I just, I feel like, I don't know, like I've seen this in a whole stable token, like a trend before. Like, do you guys remember? Do you guys not remember? There's like, there used to be like five, six different stable tokens and like, Everyone was gunning for the same thing, and it was basically like a this like farming war for stables, and you had to deposit like you know different combinations of tokens. Do you guys not remember this? Uh, rings a bell. Yeah, like uh, uh, I'm forgetting the names of these tokens, but yeah, is it is this like the my die rye? Um, yeah, yeah, like like those ones. Yeah, like exactly. Like there, there used to be a ton of this, like die forks almost. I wouldn't say it's die forks. Um, it's um, there's a few like so algorithmic weird. ones that kind of went by the algorithmic uh, ones. Okay, so yeah, ones. yeah, yeah, not not really bullish on those very open DeFi ones. Doing like this, yeah, because like yeah, yeah. like everyone's gone through this. The yeah. the reason why it's significant for because like it's it's the central bank analogy, right? Like a stable is stable because there is a central bank backing it. There's a government backing it, right? And these layer ones, because they're like their treasury is becoming so large, 
they're almost becoming a central bank and like people can put trust in that, right? Whereas like, you know, like if we try to create, you know, like in the American dollar or whatever stable token, which would be totally illegal. But if we try to do that, then it's like, you know, you have to put the trust in the community and each one, every one of us, right? Which is tougher. And like, that's the whole ethos behind stables is that you trust that the treasury behind it is big enough to make stable stable. Yeah. So right? that's, boom, that's boomer talk. <laughs> no, I mean, like, it's, it's true, though. Like, I would, you know, we wish kind of, you know, yeah, yeah, this token's yeah. backed by Luna, dude. It's it's gonna do well. <laughs> yeah. I think, it, I think this could be bullet, bullet for curve, though. No, like it's if all the chains like EVM chains have like a USD, yeah, USD, yeah, yeah, USD, that's true, USH for harmony, USP. There is a USP, but also, why would curve use this thing? I mean, why would they, they all just use curve to go to, to, to st uh, stay stable? Like, UST relies on curve, I'm pretty sure, for stability. Oh, right, right, right. yeah. Um, it's yeah, every stable coin that is uh, like semi algorithmic needs curve to stay stable. Uh, especially I the would central be bank going on deep dive on this because I feel like if the stable narrative comes out, yeah, like definitely want to be the ones that you know that are thought leaders on stables. Yeah, this is interesting. This is definitely interesting. Yeah. Uh, and just the last thing, uh, the they have a one BTC one, which is backed by Bitcoin, and that's a uh, eighty percent minting ratio. So eighty percent Bitcoin, or no USDC, twenty percent Bitcoin wrapped Bitcoin. Uh, I, I think literally it's kind of cool. what yeah. Luna is trying to do. Yeah, yeah, I think it's kind of cool, but it's they haven't grown much. They've grown two million dollars in stablecoin liquidity in like the last two three weeks since i was talking about oh them. okay okay Decent. they're growing they have 30 in their stablecoin they have uh nearly 40 million dollars in uh one uni which is the five percent oh, wow. uniswap backed token okay anyways could be be an interesting play yeah yeah, I think near USD USN. Um, yeah, so that that's that's what we were initially talking about. Yeah, that's about. an interesting <laughs> trend. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's definitely go deep deeper into that in one of the bullets because I okay. feel like that might signal this like yes. whole layer one. Like, you know, who knows? Like, there I might have one later. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah like, I think it's. I feel like like a lot of people would start popping up with their own one. It's it's like the funding announcements. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, someone started that. I think Avax or Solana started that, uh, and then basically BNB. everyone. What's Binance, that? Probably Binance Smart Chain or Matic. Mm. Is what I would guess. No, it wasn't because like Binance basically came up with the billion one after everyone had their because like the standard became like oh like if it's less than like three hundred million it's not even worth mentioning kind of thing. Because, like, everyone was like, oh, like, we have, we're raising 300. And, like, 
the next layer one was like, oh, like we're doing 500. And <laughs> yeah. The next one was like 750. And Binance came in and they were like, we're doing a billion. Like yeah. basically that's how it happened. Yeah, so I feel like like the layer one, like the, I guess like the, who has a bigger dick kind of war. Like this might be one of them as well. <laughs> how well your stable coin keeps paying. Yeah, stable coins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, let's maybe just bang out the rest of this news. Astro is one of the coins that uh, I think Garla mentioned. Um, yeah, just yeah. the the I've little TL, the little TLDR around it is uh, it's a metaverse game where you get a uh, machine learning brain, and to increase like your brain's intelligence, you use Astro to spend uh, you know on your brain, and then it grows your brain's intelligence. Uh, that you use to play games with. So, like, as they add more games, uh, this is a simple, basic understanding. Like, I had to TLDR this. But as they add more games, like, you to increase your character's intelligence, you're going to have to spend more Astro um, onto the game. So, for, in a, in, like, the way how I look at it, in order to beat more levels, like, you have to have um, more Astro, and the more levels that you beat, the more unique items that you farm and then that you later sell on. So we could see like an interesting flywheel effect, sort of like we, we did with um, Axie. But uh, yeah, uh, obviously it's not at that level yet, and it's still relatively new. Okay, we so, gotta, I haven't heard of this. Got to look into what they're doing with it. Yeah, Darren, Darren was talking about it, I think. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think I saw it on Darren's timeline and like a couple of the other CT like uh, thought leaders that I follow. So I was like, oh, I guess what is this thing? I'll try to send you something. I'm really sure I I have something on it. So, um, anyways, let's maybe just keep the ball rolling. Um, right after I lose the page, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Axie Origins. Okay. Uh, no, no, no. Let's go to uh, let's go to Dot, Avax, and Adam. They're all being accumulated by Grayscale now. Um, oh yeah. no way! I didn't know. How did yeah. I miss this news? Oh wow! So uh, yeah, I, I've been talking a little bit about Dot season, and like we see like Glimmer and uh, A Star popping off, and I'm I'm kind of bullish on A Star. It still looks really cheap. Um, so yeah, I think like AVAX, we we have a lot of faith and uh, a lot of conviction in its you know future. Dot, um, you know, it still has you know a uh, little bit to go to, to come to fruition. And then um, Adam's been popping off, so it, it also got added. So uh, yeah, adds to conviction, I guess. Um, anything we want to add on top of the the Greystone news? Um, I mean, Dot wasn't too news to me. Like, they've been one of the rare ones that um were heavily held by institutions since, like, a year ago, I think. I think it's the biggest reason why they still have such high um market cap in the first place. Um, Not, not to dig on their tech, but it wasn't, it was a little bit, the market cap kind of ran over their tech, even though their, their tech is really solid long term. Um, yeah. 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 No, I, I think it might have to do something of like what they're accumulating the the 
the dot under now. It like might be like a new fund or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, because the AVAT, the Atom, uh, they were accumulating dot and AVAX under a different, um, like the Atom is, is like a smart contract, uh, something like portfolio. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I didn't, uh, <laughs> read it all, <laughs> but, um, anyways, uh, oh yeah. And then on top of that, I think the, the other big news that come out today was, uh, the collab between Luna and AVAX. So with this, they have a, a treasury swap of a hundred mil. And, um, I think it's to grow Luna's, yeah, uh, UST, that. uh, stable coin. And, yeah, Luna's uh, becoming a big narrative. Yeah. Luna's a, a tank. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the last thing, it's uh, related to Axis. Axis Origin launched yesterday or the day before. And um, with that, Sky Mavis raised $150 million from Binance. And uh, <laughs> right after I saw that news, I pretty much saw that someone's, uh, someone said that they still don't know how the bridge was hacked or they have no technical... Um, understanding of how the bridge was hacked so far and uh that was after the 150 million dollar raise from binance which i thought was really funny but anyways oh <laughs> they released that news afterwards <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 so like they, they're they like yeah we might know we might know like during the raise conversation it's like yeah we're, yeah. we're finding out we're finding out yeah, and then after the raise it's like you know what it's done so um we actually don't yeah that's pretty much how i interpreted that so uh yeah a little bit of comedy coming out of axie origins and binance i thought or sky mavis man i um, lost a lot of money on that bridge they 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 need to raise more money they need to repay <laughs> yeah. all of the all of the stock yeah yeah um yeah 650 million that's you can't just sweep that under the rug <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, that's all the news and narratives that I uh, saw popping up in the, like the last couple of days. Cool. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, like I've, I've been seeing a lot more coming up in the M6 bullets, so I've really been kind of like digging in. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, it, yeah. It sounds like um, I don't know. Like, do you guys feel like it's a it's like a bear market? I don't know. I feel like with the amount of things going on, like I don't feel like it's like a. It's like, I, I don't get that feeling. I don't feel like the market's. It's dead. just price is still weird, but loss are happening. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's gonna come. The, the price. Yeah, we're. Come. I mean, like we're busy as ever. So like, I, like I don't know. Yeah. Just feels like. Just feels like you know things are bubbling. You know, for the people that are in the know and. Maybe the retail catches up afterwards. I mean, we've been bouncing for two, three weeks now. Four weeks, nearly. Yeah, yeah. In our in our fourth yeah. week since the bounce from thirty-five thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, we, we bounced back pretty quickly today as well. I don't yeah. Know, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? I'm still it's a little the bit, weekend. So. Still a little bit skeptical about like macroeconomics. Um, yeah, yeah. I, okay, so just quickly, we should definitely get a 
get David in here because uh, he has he probably had a lot of good insights. Um, but yeah, like I was talking to David yesterday, and yeah, like you know, with the Fed interest rate hike uh, that's coming up soon in May, I think, right? May. Uh, yeah, May? I think it's. June? I think it's the first June? week or second week of May. First or second week. Of May. Yeah. So basically, yeah, like um, there might be there, there are talks that it might be you know, 50 basis points instead of 25. Um, but I mean, like, once that's alleviated, I feel like we'll have another session. And plus, um, the, oh, what was it called? Yeah, it's, it's just like the, you know, like the bonds and like, there's like trillions of dollars in bonds and, um, you know, some of these like assets, right? And like, they have not been performing well. So I feel like that cash needs to go somewhere. And there are narratives where they're like, yeah, like that, you know, that capital might come into crypto. And like, it will like, cause like David mentioned, like, you know, Bitcoin having its year as like a true, I guess like building its true character, right? Whether that's an inflation edge, that's whether that's an like alternative, you know, asset that's comparable to like bond investments or whatever, right? So I feel like there might be a solidification there, but who knows? Yeah. I thought the play around bonds was more like even if bonds had like a negative return, it was like you know that you're going to lose five percent. Rather than you lose, like, um... no, no, bonds are especially if there's a interest, um, like basically if the interest rates are, if there's inflation, and the bonds interest rates are super low, um, because like like all these long term bonds are usually you know like a fixed interest rate for thirty years, right? So that market like tanks significantly. Like you're not talking about five percent; you're talking about twenty. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess I have to do a bit more. <laughs> yeah. I don't and it's it's a big money, right? It's like basically because the bonds are considered safe. Um, it's like pension funds and all of these guys. So if interest rate, because like we never had an age where interest rate was like climbing this high this quickly. When they say like, you know, like Bitcoin being like a, um, uh, what's it called? Like inflation hedge. I think what they're talking about is the capitals that are investing into bonds because basically I think when bonds like inflation goes up, um, like the bonds like take a significant hit. Um, so like the capitals that are, that are in there need to find elsewhere to park their capital because it's not going to just sit on cash. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I, Okay, I see what you're saying there. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, let's maybe wrap this up though. Uh, just so yeah, yeah, it's super long. Yeah, <laughs> thank you guys so much for staying. Yeah, that, that was really fun.
Yeah, thanks, uh, Alex, and thanks, Connor, for coming on today. Uh, it was a good yeah, talk. Thanks, about. Alex and Connor. Yeah, yeah thanks, guys. Yeah, thank, you guys for, uh... thank you guys for having us. I, I apologize. This this was a lot of technical things, and I think most of it went over my head, but it was really interesting listening to you guys talk. It... We just <laughs> we read a lot. A lot um, of it went over my head, I guess, yeah, let's wrap it up, and then, yeah, you guys have a good weekend. You guys as well. We appreciate it. Yep. Y'all too. Thank you guys. Okay. See you guys.